Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Spooked. The Scary Story Improvised Podcast. I'm Damian Depping. I'm Cody Crane. And here we are again. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what they say. It doesn't matter how many years we do it, how many weeks. We're coming back yeah. again. Yeah, we're getting more tired. Yeah, we are getting more tired. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're we're getting into the geriatric stage of podcasting. Yeah. Yeah. And I think... Uh, you know, where you just kind of give up and you just start ranting at everybody. Isn't the thing stressful about this? Content. Is that, like, yeah. it would be really hard to find an excuse to retire. Right. To, like, not feel bad about retiring from this. Because even when you're older, like, we're, yeah, yeah. we're doing this in our 80s, people would True. be like... You know, why can't you still do it? Well, maybe one person's like, yeah, it's not like you, you it's not like you put a lot of work into it, right? Mm. Just keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I or I guess there's more questions of why are you doing this? Do you think in the future uh, in nursing homes they will have like not only will they like uh, uh change your 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 diapers, your poo poo and caca, but they'll also help you uh, edit and upload your podcasts? Oh yeah, here's uh my prediction is that mm-hmm. bingo is replaced with podcasting. Oh yeah. yeah. And you're interviewing all of the people around the home. I feel like there'll just be a room where you go in and someone interviews you like you're on a like a guest on a podcast. Well, yeah. I mean, have you I I used to uh when I was in uh, high school, I never told you this, Damien. This is a new fact about me that you don't know. Yeah. I used to volunteer at an old age home in uh, high school, pretty much yeah. all four years. You tried Even... to be a sugar baby? <laughs> yeah, was, that's what I was trying to do. <laughs> First, I needed my volunteer credits. Oh, okay. And then I was like, oh, I'm liking this. And then I was like, oh, I can make some money at this. <laughs> <laughs> or find love. Or find love. I don't know. <laughs> but basically what you're doing is you're just walking around and either being interviewed or... Yeah. I mean, everyone uh, thought I was a little girl there, but... Oh, really? Yeah. You don't give off little girl energy. Um, Did I, you in high school? I didn't have a beard. Even then. And I had long hair, I guess, and they and their oh. eyesight wasn't as good. <laughs> so I I was looking... Oh, a buxom young lady. You I like. was looking damn fine back then. To a... <laughs> oh, they were getting thirsty for you. I told you, you should have locked it down. Well, it's it's not all about all the okay. uh, creeps that I dealt with in high school. Well, it, some of them aren't with us anymore. So, well, maybe all of them. Well, maybe all of them. That's true. It's about our guest here today, Damien. Okay. It's about podcaster producer Rob Schulte's here. Hey, hello, uh, creepiest one of all. Oh. <laughs> oh, I did notice when I was telling that story, you yeah. started licking your lips at yeah. me. Yeah, and like biting my my little pinky nail just <laughs> seductively at you. Yeah. God, what have I done? Uh, I I want to keep all of your listeners on. I don't want them to turn off the podcast. Well, Not if, at all. If they're anything like me, they are uncomfortably turned on. <laughs> <laughs> is it getting hot in here or is it just this Zoom? I don't know. <laughs> Guys, thanks for having me on the podcast. This has been great. Uh, I love talking spooky stuff you know <laughs> these things are great and you know calling me a podcaster or producer telling me that uh 10 years ago would have been terrifying so yeah. <laughs> 
Well, um, I want to talk about that, uh, Rob, because I feel like um, over these last like uh, couple months, you you came on my other podcast, and uh, we saw you last week uh, because you were uh, behind the scenes there for uh, the episode with uh, Mike Sachs. A little peek behind the curtain for yeah. the listeners at home. We're not so supposed I, to tell them that, but uh, I, well, we gave that one away for free. Yeah, I get exclusives <laughs> here. Yeah, um, hey, <laughs> the press is gonna have a field day with that one. Yeah. Uh, but I, I feel like I've uh, gotten to uh, know you quite a bit over the last few months. Um, uh, slowly, we're we're building this uh, blossoming friendship. Damien's not involved. No, make that not at all. And it's it's really important to me that Damien stays where Damien is. I yeah. like the relationship how it is. And I'm yeah. fine with Beat that. Beat him I'm... once, maybe twice, and then we're good. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love feeling like I'm third wheeling on on my own show. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you remember Eliminate? This is kind of what it, what's happening right now. No. <laughs> oh, no. Are you the new host? Well, Next. That, that really uh, frees up my week. <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's been great getting to know both of you. Uh, it's it's interesting because, you know, you know Mike Sachs' podcast mm-hmm. I produced for many years, and then it went on hiatus. And then, um, you know, I've got my Vanderpump Rules comedy podcast, Vanderpump Robs, and at the same time, both of those shows were accepted to join the Sonar Network, which, of course, is the network that Spooked is on. Yeah. But all of that, you know, came around the time. All of that came around the time Alana Johnston was a guest on my Vanderpump podcast. So it was like, wow, this like Sonar really infiltrated my <laughs> uh, my dome. You yeah, know, yeah. like really they, creeped itself in there they yeah. got in there they got i gotta there. say they're like a little bit of a virus you know like Oof, yeah. yeah like with that infection that just gets under your skin that's actually supported virus yeah that's actually how uh we uh got on the sonar network is we yeah. got hacked by them and yeah. then all of our files ended up on their website yeah it's like the malware of uh yeah podcast i like networks. that <laughs> they they should go with that, I think, yeah. going forward. It'll really lock in more listeners for sure. Really? But yeah, it's been great. I mean, uh, we we met on another podcast. You've guested on mine. All of this, you know, I got to, you know, sit behind that beaded curtain while Mike wore a funny hat and did improv with you guys. It's been great. And uh, I want to uh, get into here and uh, learn more about you, uh, Rob, because how did you get started into uh, like the arts in general? Like I know that you're doing this producing now and you said that would scare you 10 years ago. So what, uh, what got you into this whole thing? Well, I used to live in like the Midwest of the United States and I went to school for theater and film, but quite honestly, only because I did a play my senior year of high school. Like I had <laughs> no guidance yeah. into like what college was like. I didn't look at colleges until like the second semester of my senior year of high school. Like I, when I say no guidance, I mean like none. And then once I said like, Hey, I should start looking at colleges. My parents were like, yeah, you haven't been doing that, you know? <laughs> and, uh, to be fair, my mom lived abroad, and so I was just me and my dad in like a bachelor pad. And so you were uh, having hot dogs and craft dinner yeah. every day. <laughs> and, and so, uh, you know, I was like, well, at least this is something I like, I can major in. And it's that time in your life where you, you, 
want to dream big <laughs> and you're like, well, if I'm going to be spending money on something, it better be something I actually enjoy doing. So yeah. it was great going to school and, you know, learning about the craft as it were. Um, but I really took to script analysis and directing. And then I graduated during the like mid 2000s recession. So I went right back into food service and, you know, as a door guy at bars, you know, that sort of thing for the better part of a decade, right? Like I didn't get to use my skills very much. And also I'm in the middle of the United States. So I'm not getting any major theater gigs. I'm not getting any film gigs at all. Um, and then I got a business where I was like managing a coffee shop. So, you know, a lot of creative minds are coming in there with their long cigarettes and berets and <laughs> still allowed what the, the cigarettes at that yeah, time in the, yeah, in the Midwest. Yeah. They were, yeah. of yeah. course, you know, yeah. still uh, are. <laughs> while they're eating their T-bone steaks yeah. and it actually allowed me to visit a library that they had just built in our town where they had put a, to- a complete studio in the basement oh, wow. because you know like most college towns it really prided itself on its like local music scene okay. but no one knew how to rent out the space you know a, a smaller amount of the population even knew that this like fully functioning recording studio was down there and i just like got in good i am not much of a musician but it, this was kind of the around the era where apple just forced the podcast app onto the phone. And so we're all learning about podcasts because it's being thrust upon us like a U2 album. And I was like, Oh, I, I want to do this. You know, part of me probably was like, you know, maybe I'm self-conscious of how I look, but like on, it doesn't matter if you're just talking on a podcast. Right. So, uh, I did some like very, bad comedy shows, you know, some local gossip talk shows about the arts. And then I was just thinking about how, you know, I've hit the ceiling of where I'm going to be. Like, this won't be a profession for me. And I started applying to jobs in New York. And I luckily was connected with Mike Sachs over like a messaging board, like a Google message board for radio producers. And it was based out of New York. And as I was applying for jobs, I'd get a couple of hits here and there. I like, I got a hit with like Gimlet when they were still a startup, didn't get the job, but got the interview. And that was enough for me to go like, Oh, this is actually a possibility. And so when I went to that interview, I met up with Mike finally in person after working on a number of episodes with him, you know, doing it was in its infancy at that time. And he just told me, he was like, he's like, you, it would be great if you could apply for a job anywhere and get it. He's like, but you will not get a New York job until you move to New York. He's like, it sucks, but like, that's the reality of it. And luckily I had a decent support system with my girlfriend and a couple of people that I went to college with that I was able to save up money, um, have a place to like land when I got to Brooklyn and then just hit the ground running with like the job search. And essentially I just marketed myself as a one-stop shop. So, I mean, I was doing podcasts for like wall street bros and I was doing 
you know, a different, you know, theaters would want a couple of, you know, episodes edited for him. But I would just be like, no, this will help you. This will help your newsletter. And from there, it just kind of grew my resume until I got like an official job in radio. But really also allotted myself the freedom from freelance to start making my own shows the way I wanted to make them. Yeah, th- yeah, that's so interesting. I I didn't realize that uh, Mike was in uh, like so early with you. In, yeah, very or... much like I owe a hell of a lot of my career. I would say to three people. One would be Mike Sachs, and the other two would be Justin Kerr, who went by the moniker Mister Corpo, and he was writing like punk rock survival guides to corporate jobs. And his wife at the time, Maury Skinfield, who was one of the best rock and rollers I've ever met in my life. She unfortunately is no longer with us, but she was in a band called Glitter Mini Nine and she was in Rich Girls. And I had met them, Justin and Maury, when, uh, you know, we all had pockets of bands in our early days and we both ended up playing some show in Iowa together and we just had stayed connecting bumped into them on a New York Soho cross street. And he's like, what are you doing in New York? And I was like, I'm trying to make podcasts. <laughs> and he's like, I want to make one come over. So between that couple and Mike, uh, they were, they, I got to pay my bills for a couple of months. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's it's, wild. It's so interesting. I, so like now you're like uh, producing all over the place. You're mm-hmm. producing with uh team Coco um, how did that uh, come to be? Was that just like an application or was because I also noticed with all of like Mike's books, like he has a big fan in like Andy Richter too. Like there's a connection there. Right. So I... yeah, it, that one is pretty much standard job and apply and job and application. Right. Mm-hmm. I had at least built up a resume enough to get a job at, Sirius XM on like a podcasting team that they had where I had made like the origin of the San Diego comic con or a podcast where I was a hand in. I was one of the people who did that. One of the producers on a medical podcast called vital signs, like things that are fun or great or expanded my repertoire or whatever, but really we're just like, I've done comedy. I've done serious. I've done narrative you know, I've done documentary, right? So then I just took all of those things and I was like, it's time to make a bump to like the truly comedic field. I'm going to shoot my shot to apply for this place. And luckily I got it, you know, and I've been there ever since while allowing myself the freedom to make, you know, the masterpieces like Vanderpump Robs and do yeah. it with Mike Sachs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I, I, uh, I love. We have, we all have the day job to make our dreams come true. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, uh, I love uh, Vanderpump Robs too. I had such a fun time uh, being on it, watching Vanderpump Rules for the very first time, um, yes. which uh, was just uh, shocking in general. What it was actually about, I guess, because yeah. I've always heard the name but didn't know that it's like about like kind of like service workers in a restaurant and yeah it's a punch in the face and let me tell you if anyone's uh, any listeners are searching for that episode i'm saving that episode because the season 10 premiere is this february and i want your episode to come out as a bonus during new episodes of vanderpump rules all right 
Because it's that good. It's that good. (laughs) Yeah, this is uh, probably the best episode of a podcast you'll ever hear. Yeah, ever. I mean, it's, you know, and I don't say that lightly. I don't think mm-hmm. I've I've ever been in a better place than I am at that moment during that and this moment right now. Yeah, right now. Top yeah. top four podcasts. That one, this one, uh Marin with Obama, and then Oof, I don't know, yeah. what's number four? <laughs> mm. Um It probably hasn't been made yet. Probably hasn't been made yeah. yet. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. one we're saving a spot. It'll be the season yeah. finale. <laughs> That's what it'll be. <laughs> Um, but I also like, uh, listening to, uh, doing it with Mike Sachs too. You, uh, hear, uh, your voice coming in there and everything like that too. Like I was listening to, uh, um, there was multiple interviews on it, but there was the one with Walton Goggins and, uh, Dana McBride on it, your, uh, voice, uh, going, uh, throughout. So, uh, let me ask you about, uh, that episode in general, because, um, there's another person doing the interview in that one, I think. Yeah. Uh, Ian Goldstein, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ian worked on our team for a while back when I lived in New York. Uh, great guy. He hosts a lot of comedy shows in New York and really has a mind for comedy and he's a great writer and he's written some stuff as well, like articles here and there. And he really is just a proponent of, propping up up and coming comics and just facilitating mm-hmm. spots in New York where, you know, no, is it, it's not hard to find an open mic, but it's kind of always hard to get a place where you feel like you're being showcased. And I think right. he does that to a lot of, for a lot of comics with a lot of other people who want to run shows. Uh, and the way Ian started working with us is, you know, if Mike, couldn't conduct an interview, but we had the possibility of getting an interview, Ian would come in and we would make sure that we got the audio to put in an episode. And sometimes that would even be Ian just pitching, you know, like, Hey, I was talking to Joe Parra the other day and he said, he'll do an interview and Mike's stuck in, you know, his ivory tower. No, he's, you know, he's maybe working or writing a book and we're like, well, I don't want to not talk to Joe Para. This would yeah. be great. You yeah. know? <laughs> it, it's so funny. Like, I mean, every, uh, every aspect of like what you're doing, like uh, working with uh, team Coco makes it like, I always like in mm-hmm. wonder and like, uh, and like Walton Goggins for me, one of my favorite actors. And then like Joe Para, we love yeah. as well. You know, like it's, uh, it's so interesting. And I had, um, when I was listening through doing it with Mike Sachs, listen to that episode. I kind of, didn't I didn't look at dates or anything like that. So I had, I had no idea when it was kind of from I'm like, oh, okay, they're going to be talking about probably like maybe the first season of Righteous Gemstones. <laughs> but then it's like all the way it's it's uh, Vice Principals It's the yeah. first season of Vice Principals. I yeah. think. Oh, it was from yeah. Vice Principals. Yeah, okay. it was which, back there for wow. sure. Yeah, which I uh, also love that show. I, I mean, we that. have two posters in our recording room right now. <laughs> One's a spook poster with signatures on it. The other's a, a Jody Hill movie, Observe and Report. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> so all of that information, I was like, whoa, as a kid in the candy <laughs> shop. like listening. Well, and that's the thing about doing it with Mike Sachs was, you know, Mike, I learned a lot about how I wanted to make comedy through listening to Mike, reading emails from Mike, you know, reading his books, obviously. Um, 
and the way he's evolved from being like interviewing people to just creating things uh, really stuck with me. And, you know, sometimes you don't know that what you're doing is being influenced until you like take that giant step back. And the fact that we went on hiatus for a few years from doing it, Mike Sachs really coming back into it really made me realize how much I love making the show and how much that show has influenced. I mean, as weird as it sounds, Vanderpump Robs because Mm -hmm. Vanderpump Robs, maybe it will be an episode where my co-host Molly and I, recap a new episode right but the humor that comes like she's a a reporter right that's her her official job i'm not a reporter i'm just a goofball and so you know we have a report bouncing up but then i'll have an episode where you know cody you'll come on and we'll just be like wait this show is about what and why (laughs) and then like relate it to our lives and the weird shitty jobs that we've had to have and like why that why people act the way they do when the camera turns on. And it's all influenced from like this pastiche of a weird comedy show I got to make with Mike, you know? It, it's, uh, and even like you pitching like that episode to me, like asking me to come on and being like, oh, it's great. Like, and it's almost, you don't get like a, like kind of like fish out of water thing in like <laughs> a, a lot of podcasts. So that, that's unique in its own right. Um, yeah. I w- so you doing all of the uh, like producing and uh, doing your thing over these years and doing uh, Vanderpump Robs as well. Um, has there been a moment for you where you ever feel like incredibly like starstruck or anything like that when you're like uh, meeting all of these people and everything? Yes, it's been um, a so. Here's the thing. Meeting Joe was uh, Joe Pera was a big mm-hmm. starstruck moment for me. I just think that he is so unique in his comedy and I had been following him for, uh, for a while, but it's kind of a muscle I've had to exercise because some of the shows I do, you know, like LeVar Burton will come on. Right. Yeah. Or, yeah. and I, and I used to produce a, a Star Trek podcast. Right. So like that was, that's huge for me, but it's been had it. I've had to tamp it down. You know, yeah. you have to, and mm-hmm. zoom makes it a hell of a lot easier. I'll yeah. tell you that when they, <laughs> yeah. they're seeing my weird office with comic books in a Fraser cookbook on the wall, you know, kind of <laughs> really puts me where I need to be. But then yeah. if I see them just at like, like moving a cereal bowl off to the side before our interview, it's like, okay, maybe, maybe we're all human here. But yeah, uh, Joe was a big one, you know, Walton Goggins, Danny McBride was huge. Um, who did we have that really jumped out to me? Um, oh man, I'm blanking on her name. Let me look it up real quick. It's it's so well. You're looking that up. Like it, it it's so interesting. Like I've had the opportunity to work with like certain people and mm-hmm. everything like that throughout like the years and have like these meetings. Uh, but there's only ever been like two people for me where I was like deeply affected by it. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. like one makes a lot of sense. Like it, it was like, uh, Kevin Smith where when I finally like met him, it was just like, I was like flushed, like ready to cry. Like I'd never yeah. experienced anything yeah. like that. 
in my yeah. life, you know? And then uh, the other one was ridiculously snow. Like, I was like <laughs> starstruck by snow. I can't even tell you the other people I met that weekend that you'd be like, why not them, though? But snow was the one where I was like mind blown. I never thought I would met this, meet this guy in my life. This is informer snow. Right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, that's amazing. So who I was thinking of was originally it wasn't that I the meeting as much as like how much the interview had an effect on me. And that mm -hmm. was editing the interview that Mike did with Lisa Hanawalt, who created the art for Bojack Horseman and the character and everything. Like I just, they said things in the interview that I was like, Oh, that's, that connects with me. Like I didn't, I've never yeah. heard people talk about this sort of thing before. And you know, you realize like, Oh, it's not just me, you know, sort of situation. And I wouldn't have had that experience if I wasn't editing that episode, you know. Uh, but one of the people that, like, ridiculously jumped out to me was uh, I did get to meet Sheena Shea from Vanderpump Rules. And those oh. who do know Vanderpump Rules uh, will know her. She's been on since season one. And it's one of those things where you're like, I'm just going to throw out a line see if they'll come on the podcast and they immediately, not immediately, but after a couple of weeks, they're like, Hey, sorry, I missed this in email. Sure. Let's get up a time. And then being on zoom was just like, Oh wow. Okay. Let me find my voice because mm -hmm. you are a human being and I <laughs> should talk to you with respect. And, yeah. but yeah, very nice, very weird and very bewildering because at that point in time, it was during peak lockdown and I was just stuck in a tiny Brooklyn apartment. And it was like, I am, I've been binging this show too much and now it's coming into my reality. I need to, yeah. like, I had to like write out my questions and do all that. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's, the, that's the best part about like doing like these, uh, like reality show podcasts is that the people are do become like surprisingly like accessible compared yeah. to like anything like you know like a lot of other things uh yeah uh it ain't it, it's not like uh my my task to try and get robert downey jr on the podcast yeah. you know he just won't answer my emails for some reason mm -hmm. i mean but the time he does vanderpump <laughs> robert downey jr <laughs> exactly it's gonna be the crossover we all needed and didn't know we wanted <laughs> But let's dive into a bit of a spookier note here. Okay. Because we got to ask you, do you believe in ghosts? You know, for a long time, I would say no. And that's changed slightly. Mm. Um, mainly because in the area that I grew up in, there was only a couple people I knew who would like say they believed in ghosts and usually when the subject would be broached they'd be like i don't really want to talk about it and you kind of got the vibe that they were more like you just kind of like being the guy at the corner of the bar that right, is yeah. mysterious right <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that but it kind of put me off on the idea it's like you know what i don't i don't believe him and then there was the the proud college boy moments where you're like, <laughs> I'm too, I'm too smart for this. I don't believe in God or the afterlife or anything of that nature. And then as you tack more years onto your life, you kind of start, at least from my perspective, start being like, well, maybe there are things I cannot comprehend. Maybe there 
is a higher power of some sort. Maybe I don't need to pray to this higher power. Who knows? But maybe there's something that's kind of doing something around here. And then you start thinking, at least I start thinking, like, what about dimensions? What about, you know, alternate timelines? Is this what ghosts are? Can we only... I think it was in the Mike episode where we're like, well, maybe it's like that... You know, I think we all know that the 10% of the brain thing is a falsity, but like this idea that we're still learning about the human brain and condition Mm -hmm. that, you know, what seemed like magic thousand years ago is totally every day now. And, you know, I, so I don't know if I a hundred percent believe in ghosts, but I believe in, I believe there's something that we cannot attain. Right. So I could totally, if you want to classify that as a ghost, I'm fine with that. Um, and you know, the, there, there was another thing that on this topic that I'd like you, your guys's opinion on. Okay. And it's something I thought about for a while. And then I actually saw someone talking about it on TikTok, and I was like, okay, so this is a thought people have, um, that in the idea of ghosts and alternate dimensions and whatnot, that potentially someone could, let's say, die, right? Through some heinous accident. But then they don't know that that happened, but they've actually continued living in an alternate dimension, right? So to them, everything's the same. You don't know, but in this but the death is what split the dimension. Does this make sense? Like, yeah, I, I feel like I've seen something like this in, in yeah. a fiction or something. That yeah. I've watched yeah. Before. It, it feels familiar. So then if this is the case mm-hmm. without getting too fucking highbrow or whatever, uh-huh. like maybe someone doesn't move on. Like maybe that accidentally falling off the ladder while you're taking the Christmas lights down you didn't propel into this next dimension where your life kind of keeps going on and you like stayed in this first dimension, but now you're a specter or a ghost or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. And I kind of feel like there's something to that, especially with all of the things about math and time that I have no idea about, but people Mm -hmm. seem to think is uh, very important in terms of the universe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, there's there's so much mystery to it. I I do I am getting hung up on there being someone at a bar that uh, you asked, <laughs> do you believe in ghosts? And they're like, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, shit, then we're not gonna fucking talk about it. Okay, great, uh, done. And yeah. then, but you just know they're sitting over there going like, well, oh, fuck, I wish they would have pried me a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. you know? oh, damn, I played too hard to get. I wanted to I want to talk about the time the lamp turned off and on. <laughs> I'm only waiting for um us to finally get a guest that uh takes that approach with us when we <laughs> ask. <laughs> yeah, you guys have heard of yes and. How about uh no, but please keep asking me questions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I think the only uh answer that didn't go into we had uh when we had Larry Hankin on uh, oh, he right. he went. We asked, "Do you believe in ghosts?" He was like, "Ghosts? What? Um, <laughs> uh, no. Wait, yeah. 
<laughs> it's like, let me uh, give you the one sheet to the podcast ahead of time next time, Larry. <laughs> yeah, but I have for you here, Rob. Oh, we don't Ooh. even want to address the dimensions, eh? Well, I'm I'm uh, not a. You can address them here, oh. Damien, but I'm not a scientific man, so I I'm I was almost uh, having my head spin off right, of my shoulders. Right, right. That's fair. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> I suppose. I, I suppose for me, I, that comes down to if you if you think that there is something that is happening to begin with, and I don't necessarily believe that there is something happening <laughs> to begin with, but I feel like it's it's another explanation for what the what it could be when people see ghosts. So I, I think it's an interesting theory. I do, but uh, I still I still don't subscribe to it. I also kind of think that I want ghosts and supernatural mm-hmm. stuff to exist and so it's there is a an element of fun to it as well yeah for sure i mean i guess it's like you know magic or supernatural things you know it feels like there's something more that we can do than you know pay taxes and uh is this just it guest on like, podcasts it... yeah <laughs> yeah i think i'm trying to think of what had it where like mm-hmm. every time like someone like died it like switched to a different like yeah, I, I mean, I've definitely heard the thing where it's just like they don't know they're dead kind of thing. Sure. Right? It's probably a multiverse of madness. Right. Wow, he went there, folks. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, because I, I know that, like, the different, um, like, uh, dimensions, like, parallel universe and everything like that, like, I don't know, I, I, I kind of think that that, like, could be an explanation for what people are seeing as well but it it just makes me question everything even more there's so much unanswered that i don't know how damien's confidently saying that there's no ghost (laughs) well and let's let's be frank here the dimensional Mm -hmm. split multiverse is very zeitgeisty right now so it could just be you know some big pr company in the sky trying to put a spin on ghosts Right. I guess I, I, I'm you saying how I can be so confident with it. Again, I've, I've always said if there was anything that would actually show this thing to be true, I would be on board with it. But until that time, I'm not going to let it control my my life in any way. I, I mean, obviously, if something like that was proven to be true, that's going to be a huge shift in like how we perceive the universe. But I'm not going to shift my my thinking on it now with no evidence at all <laughs> not me i'll probably perceive it the exact same way no you probably will you'll be like oh whatever i'm going back to subway <laughs> <laughs> can't wait to get my next foot long <laughs> um so i have uh some would you rather horror movie edition here for Uh-oh. you uh Ooh. rob run a couple of these by you and since we're using buzzfeed here i will have um, the results to see if you differ from the majority of what they say. Okay. I, have, I have percentages. All right. I'm ready for this. So um, depending on how much fun you have, we'll go through all of them. <laughs> but if you, if you uh, say this sucks, then I'll uh, throw my phone through the window. Uh, okay. <laughs> would you rather spend a night at the Bates Motel or spend a night at the Overlook? hotel mm. well either way i'm getting spied on right mm-hmm. like someone's yeah. someone's peeping on me at either place but 
I think yeah. I would want. I think uh, Overlook uh, would be where I'd want to go. It just has a lot more uh, nooks and crannies in it. Yeah. I would say if you're there on the on season, you know, like when people are there, it's probably sure. fine. Yeah. I, well, I would say because the thing with the Overlook, though, is that it's like haunted, though, yeah. too. In the basement's True. just some crazy guy. Where it was a guy that got. Mommy issues. It had mommy issues, but I would assume he's not there anymore. That's true. True. I, I'm, I'm, I'm imagining this is in the heyday of both. Oh, right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But if it, if it were to be current day, yeah, I'd stay in the basement hotel now because Norman's, Norman's all locked up, and I think there was like four Psycho movies, so he's, he's run his course. Yeah, and don't forget the Vince Vaughn classic. Oh, of course. <laughs> uh, my favorite thing from the Vince Vaughn classic is it's word perfect except for when. They go, okay, I'll be right there. I have to grab my Walkman. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't say that in the original? They didn't say that in the original. Oh, Everyone, geez. you know, okay. anyway. Uh, so 52% said they'd rather stay in the Bates Motel. That's oh. oddly uh, close split, I think. That is pretty close. I mean, we we had a bit of a split here in the room, too. So no, I think we I, came around to... to it was more of a two-thirds. Motel. I think yeah. we came around to it. Well, I uh, you could never sway me. All right. <laughs> sure. Um, would you rather uh, go for a swim at Camp Crystal Lake mm-hmm. or go for a swim in the Black Lagoon? Oh, wow. Um, I think I'd have to go Black Lagoon. I feel like Black Lagoon has the creature who's probably more misunderstood. Mm-hmm. than yeah. Jason Voorhees. So maybe Black... Although Black Lagoon would be probably a little bit more slimy and gross to actually swim in. It's probably yeah. safer overall. Whereas Jason's always getting brought back to life through psychic powers. But no matter what, he's always in that lake first. Yeah. yeah. After the first couple of them. Yeah, it's unstoppable. Crystal Lake's all about murder. Whereas I feel like Black Lagoon, like you said, it's that misunderstood side. It could just be friendship yeah well and i'd I be guess, happy to listen you know yeah i yeah the black lagoon i feel like you would have an easier time you would have a, at least a chance getting away from the creature of the black lagoon right than you would with jason unless you're swimming there while he's on a cruise to manhattan right that's true the best uh <laughs> friday the 13th movie and i have to say let me just I have this theory because monthly I do a horror movie podcast called Pumpkin Spice Podcast. And uh, we were talking about the new Scream movie that takes place in New York, but the trailer only shows them on the subway. And we kind of are hoping that it's just a retread of Jason Takes Manhattan and the whole movie (laughs) takes place on a subway like the other one takes place on a boat. Anyway, sorry, I'm still really into this buzzfeed article <laughs> to ruin uh that for you though too is uh that secretly it was all filmed in montreal the new scream movie Whoa. posing wow. as new york yeah so wow. if you can still montreal get into that movie i don't French know new york yes. i just i can't imagine that ever happening in a film ever so <laughs> i'm very astonished that they would lie to us yeah. quite honestly <laughs> Um, so 77% said they'd rather go for uh, a dip in uh, Camp Crystal Lake. Wow. So wow. they were against us. They, a significant they number. They like clear water. Mm. I think they made the wrong choice. There. They don't want to swim in murky Me water. Too. I, I think that like 
These are like the people who make their like if I'm abducted like mm-hmm. journals where they like pluck out their own hair. They kind of want to be caught by Jason Voorhees. They like being the victim. It gives them yeah. drama and something to talk about. You know, what, yeah. you know what I don't like about Jason is he has just like uh, weird strand, long strands of hair. Yeah. Ugh. And yeah. I, you know I, what I don't like about Jason? Too tall. Too tall. Wow. You know what I don't like about Jason? Yeah. He's really mean. Guy's <laughs> real kind jerk. of a. He's a bit of a bully. Would you rather solve Pinhead's puzzle box mm. or play one of Jigsaw's games? Oh, God. Uh, so the result of one is most likely death, and the result of the other is being sent to hell. And, huh, both are, you know, both kind of suck, let's face it. Um, <laughs> yeah. The other ones have at least had one option that's a treat. I guess with the saw yeah. one, at least, like there's a slim chance you could survive. But if you don't, yeah. you're probably going to be dead pretty quick, and then that's it. You're going to lose something, though. Like you're going to have to pluck out your yeah, eye or lose a lose limb. Something, or, but you might like... survive, and then if you don't survive, you'll be dead quick. With the Hellraiser one, solving the puzzle opens you up to like a dimension where you're just going to be tortured for eternity. And I love it. So, you do love dimensions. Yeah, you've been spiking yeah. your bottom this whole time. <laughs> I'm really into leather outfits. So, <laughs> no, I mean, hey, maybe some people, I whatever. Uh, I think I would probably like to solve the puzzle box because I'm not good at solving puzzles. So, it just, I'd probably wouldn't ever do it. And the other one is like, I'm forced into a scenario where I'm like swimming in a pool of hypodermic needles, and wow. I wouldn't want that at all. You just 5D chest uh, pinhead there with that one. Also, not to ruin Saw for you, Rob, but it was filmed in Toronto. Yeah, that sounds about right. (laughs) Like Star Trek Discovery. You wouldn't believe how many basement apartments just look like those dang bathrooms with guys chained to radiators. Uh, 72% said solve Pinhead's puzzle. So, wow. Okay. okay. A lot of, a lot of people just want to be tortured by their devil, daddy. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, would you rather have Margaret White as your mom? I don't know. That looks familiar, but I don't know exactly. Is that from Carrie? I want to say it's Carrie. No. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. Carrie. And, or have Pamela Voorhees as your mom. Well, I mean, Pamela mm. Voorhees is loyal to her son. She was bad yeah. for her kids. So I'm I think I would have one. to go, oh, Pam V, you know? I think that's she a was, I don't know if you, you noticed, but she was the original killer in the first oh. one. Yeah. Wow. I don't know if you guys have. Sorry, that, spoilers. That ruins the movie for me. Back when, yeah, it ruins, back when... ruins Friday the 13th. The whole Kevin Bacon scene, throw it out the window. <laughs> back when I thought uh, Jason was a good height. Oh, then he got too tall. Oh, yeah. When it was actually him. Ruins the first Friday the 13th and the first Scream movie. So we're great. (laughs) Um, Would you rather have Chucky as a toy or have Regan as a sister? Hmm. I think I'm going to go Chucky as a toy. Uh, I think that, like, he's just a weird, evil dude. But like, I he seems that like with the right amount of chit chat, you could uh, you could uh, uh, get on his good side. I don't want to say be his his friend, 
but he's right. a good guy doll. You could be on his good side. He's got bigger things to deal with, like finding some gem to put his soul in a different body. And I'm already too old for him to transfer into my body. So mm. I think well, Chucky. We've, we've watched a lot of Chucky recently. And I feel like if he gets determined and he wants to kill you, he's going to do it. And he just, and Fair. he has fun with it. I feel like with the Reagan as your sister, I just wouldn't talk to my sister anymore. Mm. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> just know that your sister's out there somewhere possessed. Yeah. I'm like, oh, well, sorry. That's her problem, not mine. Chucky, I, I love She Chucky. feels like she'd insult me in a way that, like, I don't know. It would really hurt to the hurt. core. That's, that is true. Well, it's gonna be insulted. Here's the question, though: Is she gonna piss all over the floor while I'm trying to play my grand piano? Uh, Maybe. <laughs> you took all those lessons too. Yeah, very rude. But I, I'm a big Chucky guy. I mm-hmm. I, 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 know I love Chucky, Chucky guy. but I don't want him as my toy. I don't know. Maybe I'd have a chance to meet my hero, Glenn. So that's true. Mm. And uh, Rob, I don't want to ruin Chucky the TV show for you though, but it is filmed in Toronto. Yeah. Wow. Is the, you know what? I'm watching the first season. Must be why it's so beautiful. I gotta say, that's movie <laughs> magic for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and lastly, would you rather forever run away from the creature from It Follows, or switch places with your tethered? So us. I think I'd have to switch places with my tethered because, you know, may not be ideal, but a constant threat looming for yeah. my, that I'm always on the run from. Like, I, I already go to therapy, you know, I don't need anything else that I'm like thinking about all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, well, what, what I would do is if I had it following me, I would audition for the amazing race. Oh, wow. Make that into my career. Oh. Always on the run, always flying from to new places, you know, jet setting the world. You just hope that it doesn't uh, know where the finale is held. That's true. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about true. that. <laughs> Live. Los <from> Angeles. City. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's like waving at me. I'm like, oh, shit. But I was about to get $1 million. Yeah. <laughs> then I have to split. Oh, no. Uh, with, Wait, the, with the disease. There we go. Oh, With the yeah. disease, maybe you can buy it off. That's true. How about $500,000 to leave me alone? <laughs> I I also agree with that. Uh, like, the It Follows thing is stressful. I know we brought it up on the uh, podcast before, and I was um, the only one concerned about it because, like, the idea of you having to just continuously find people yeah. to have sex and then pass it on that way, uh, not an easy task. Um, yeah. not, uh, uh, I would have to develop game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think my, my, uh, my partner would like that very much. At yeah. All. <laughs> well, that's fair. Yeah. Just guess... constantly back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, I have to do this. Otherwise it'll kill me. I am sorry. <laughs> you uh, don't understand. Um... I also feel like the tethered from us, it's not that bad of a situation. You're just kind of underground and you just have to follow aimlessly. Like no one's after you down there. It's not really like creepy, I guess. It's a bunch of weirdos that you have to live with. The creepy part is when they're like trying to kill you. But if they're just switching places with you, then at least you're alive. Yeah, Yeah, that's and I'm totally fine with that. And I get a cool jumpsuit. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? I didn't think about that part. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Matching jumpsuit. anything that comes with a costume change, I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, theater and film major, you know, I got this. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, we got a story of our own to tell. We all drew positions beforehand. Uh, Damien, do you want to reveal what you drew? I drew the celebrity. Yes. So I go to a random celebrity mm-hmm. generator. Mm-hmm. It's going to give you four options. You'll have to appear as one of these celebrities at some point during the story. Not stricken to that character. Lay them on me, baby. Miley Cyrus. Okay. Robin Thicke. <laughs> okay. Canadian. Oh. <laughs> now, I, I don't know if that's going to ruin Robin Thicke. Are you Thicke saying I am? Or... Robin Thicke <laughs> He's already been ruined. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, Keanu Reeves. Canadian. Oh, my God. Uh, or Charlie Hunnam. <laughs> okay. I mean, you do a little. I don't think we've ever mentioned this on the podcast before, but Damien does do a Charlie Hunnam impression around the apartment. Like, yeah, we consistently, watched... consistently since we watched Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, we watched Sons of Anarchy pretty recently, <laughs> and he was. Uh, I, I was never a big fan of Jax. I uh, I'll say that on on air right now. I didn't like Jax. Well, I know. That uh, Charlie Hunnam knows about our podcast, yeah. and oh, wow. I'm a big fan of him. I don't blame him. I blame the writing. <laughs> well, I did. I'd be remiss without saying that there's a character on Vanderpump named Jax as well. So, oh. do you like him? Uh, no. <laughs> oh, what about Jax from uh, Mortal Kombat? Wow, I like him better with his new arms. Okay, that's that's fair. If Jax in Sons of Anarchy. Had Jax from Mortal Kombat arms, I'd be in it. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Can you imagine those big shiny arms riding a hog down the street, you know? Can yeah. you imagine that? I can. Think about I'm it. I'm currently imagining yeah. it. That'd be pretty sick. I drew the swing. <laughs> <laughs> no responsibility in the story. I can do whatever I want. That is right. And that means, Robert, you drew the narrator. So for that, we're going to go to canigetadot.com to get a location, a relationship, or a word in order to get the story started. So what would you like today? Um, Let's go with a location. Private jet. Oh, wow. Okay. We busted out the big expensive uh, suggestion for you today. We had the to, PJ. We, yeah, we had to pay a lot of money to can I get a another um, Canadian website? Yeah, yeah. Little known fact. Love it, love it. Did and you, then, did you decide on the celebrity? Is it Charlie? We'll do Charlie. Why not? Okay. <laughs> I can't do his British voice though. <laughs> well, we watched a trailer that he was going to be in, and you yeah, said it was like he... Arthur or something. No, it was something like that. It was some medieval thing. And you were, um, you said that he just sounded like uh, Jax with a slightly British accent. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, as he should, it's the same guy. I, but he, so like I've watched him uh, for a long time now, Green Street Hooligans, and then he was in the uh, Apatow show uh, Undeclared that they made after Freaks mm. and Geeks, mm-hmm. and um, he de- he didn't have that deep like gravel. Oh, he, so, so you think it's like one of those like things where they change their voice from a role and that's just their voice now? I think it's exactly what happened to Jeff Bridges after he did True Grit, where yeah. he was just <laughs> continuously Rooster Cogburn in every movie he did. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Okay, so shall we? 
Yes, let's. <laughs> this episode of Spooked is brought to you by BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Spooked, S-P-O-O-K-E-D, to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Spooked. Yes. Love is in the air. That's Valentine's right. Day is Va- coming up. Valentine's Day coming up, and it's okay if you don't have a sweetheart this year. Mm-hmm. Have no fear. I know that that weighs on a lot of people, whether they have a Valentine, don't have That's a Valentine. Right. you know. And the stresses of planning Valentine's Day is a lot. It can be a lot for you, and you might need someone to talk to during this time. Self-love is important, and what better way to do that than with our friends at BetterHelp? Exactly. I know that for myself, mm-hmm. I get a lot of uh, stress while... Uh, doing planning and do, mm. and putting things together that really uh, stresses me out. It um, gives me anxiety. It uh, it makes me kind of just fold up and want to just stay in bed. But it doesn't have to be that way. No, it doesn't. So the people at BetterHelp have people to talk to you about this and talk to me. Yeah. And if you're thinking about starting therapy, BetterHelp's a great way to do that. It's entirely online. So even if you are stuck in bed, what great way to start it where you don't have to leave the first few sessions. Exactly, yeah. Just open up your Open uh, it up laptop. and get it started right there. Yeah, in bed. Perfect. You can still wear your jammies, just as I like it. BetterHelp is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule, whatever that schedule may be. Just fill out their brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And, hey, if they don't work out for some reason, you can switch your therapist at any time for no additional charge. Yeah, you're not stuck to a therapist, you know? And and it's all... And online and everything, so you don't have to have that awkward thing of like in person, and then they're just wondering whether you're, they're going to see you again in person, and it's more of a connection. No, do online, do BetterHelp. That's right. So don't forget, go to BetterHelp.com/spooked to get ten percent off your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P dot com slash spooked today. The hum of the engines. Sound on the outside of the private jet. Two men sit, facing back to back, smoking cigarettes. There are cigarette burns in this 1976 private jet. No one knows where they're going because they're both asleep. Understandably, turbulence happens. Waking both of them up. What the hell? I was trying to have a cigarette nap. Oh, me too. Yeah, yeah. I, I was. I'm just. Uh, I'm thinking. Yeah. That we've been calling this goddamn airline of ours. Yeah. For years now, asking for an ashtray. That's right. Showing them that we're putting the the things out on the seats. We're doing cigarette burns on our own arms. Listen, just... all I've been asking for is to have, uh, 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 uh you know. Someone to come by with an ashtray while we're having our cigarette naps to just, you know, put it underneath the, uh, the the long bit of ash coming down so it doesn't land on us. That's all I've been asking. I don't think that's too much to ask, is it? Well, I, I, I've been asking you to have a, a, a half full coffee cup on hand at all times so I can put it out in that. That's true. You got to put it out there. But, you know, too many times I've gone to take a sip. Bing bong. Oh, oh. Uh, we would like everyone to know that uh, smoking is allowed on 
this flight. It's 1976, and that's quite all right. But we do ask you that with the turbulence to please shut all your windows. Do not look outside. Everything is perfectly fine, and we will be at our destination in a brief 30 hours. Wait a minute. It's 1976? How long were we out with that cigarette nap? Oh, my God. We've been flying this plane since 1958. Holy shit. We've been in the air for a long time. We must have been refueling like crazy. I bet these people on this plane. Well, I bet some of them are dead. Oh, you think so? Well, I think if you look back. Hey, you know what? You could be dead, too. We're sitting back to back. I haven't seen you since I woke up. Okay, on the count of three. Go gonna, slow, though. Okay, on the count because of three. Because if you turn around dead, I'm going to be pretty spooked. Hey, I'm I'm not going to be happy about it either. I might poop my pants. Okay. And you don't want to poop your pants in the air. Listen. At that moment, right before they turn around and look at each other, someone hears a slight rustling coming from the wing. But they've just been told they can't open the windows. So the rustling beats at them, and they debate with one another on if they need to put their cigarette argument aside or do they continue following the rules. Okay. Before we turn around, we got... I'm hearing something over here. Yeah, I'm hearing that rustling, too, outside on the wing. Yeah. And if and if the PA didn't just say that we're not allowed to open these windows, yeah. I would have crawled right out of there in the air That's right. and went right onto that wing and strapped this thing up myself. Well, okay. Bing bong! Uh, I meant the window shades. Keep the window shades down. Oh. We obviously are not going to be crawling out of the plane <laughs> because there are no spots to put your feet into and do a nice little showgirls dance what if we just pushed out this window ac unit and crawled out through there that way we're not breaking the rules by opening any windows that's true the fact that this big air conditioner is sticking out this window here yeah means that we didn't technically open it we just pushed an air conditioner down into the abyss that's what i'm saying listen in the 70s that's this was luxury on a private jet and then you know what we can tap that cigarette of uh, yours and Right. That's true. Right out the window. Not, no burns on me. No burns on you. No burns on the seat. No burns on your skin. I assume you have, unless you're still a skeleton behind me. Well, I mean, we can't turn around yet, can we? Well, I guess we could. As the gentlemen continue to argue, it gets heated, frustratingly so. And they decide that maybe they do need to look out the window because the tapping gets louder and louder but they quickly notice there's one more person on this private jet. Jeez, it's really getting who hot. Who has here. not entered the conversation yet. It's really getting hot in here since we pushed that air conditioner out the window. Listen here. You stop playing coy with me. What? Do you want me to fucking turn around or not? Yeah, I do. All right, well, then let's do it here because we got an emergency out there. I hate to get mad at you because we've been flying this plane together for years. Many years now, it seems like. Well, yeah, we've been in the sky for a long time, and quite frankly, they made the fuel better back then. Well, we were in a sky coma, so it doesn't really count, okay? All right. All right. Turn around with me. Then we'll figure this out, and then we'll check on the passengers. Actually, I'll go out the window. Yeah, you look on the wing, I'll check the passengers, we'll both ash out our cigarettes out the window, and then everything will be hunky-dory. And then, uh, sandwiches. Sandwiches. All right, on the count of three. Ready? One, two, three. Well, okay, 
Jeez, you're just a normal guy. Yeah. Oh my god, your beard is like this long. It's down to the floor. My beard's this long. Your beard's even longer. What the hell? I got a big beard. Well, you should. At this shaved. point, the shades fly open with a almost blindingly bright white, revealing. 1960s movie star Lee Marvin tap dancing on the wing, smoking a cigarette, and trying to sell them Paul Malls. <laughs> I gotta get this guy off that wing. If he keeps tapping, he's gonna knock it clean off. Hey, buddy, 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 you don't need to sell us cigarettes. We've already got cigarettes. We'll buy them. There's, there's a muffled sound, and and as they punch through the window or the section where the air conditioner was already pushed through, they start to listen even harder, and they... They, they start hearing Lee Marvin go, unfiltered. It's the only way to be. Take it from me, ex-military, Lee Marvin, star of the Dirty Dozen, just wanting you to come out here onto the wing with me and to smoke cigarettes. Whoa. And as they look out in an almost hypnotic way, trying to find themselves into this moment to smoke cigarettes with Lee Marvin, the mysterious passenger in the front turns around and gives him their peace of mind. I don't think you want to do that. I don't think you want to go out on the wing of that plane. Why not? Listen, we're going to sit down and we're going to talk this out, okay? Okay, we'll all talk it out then, including Lee Marvin? Including Lee Marvin. Well, then we, I might have to go out on the plane there to bring him in because I don't know if he's coming in on his own. Unless yes, we... come out. Come smoke unfiltered Paul Malls with me. No, you come in and smoke filtered Paul Malls with us. <laughs> Listen, Whippersnapper, you think that you think that you can tell Lee Marvin what to do? I'm asking you. I'm hypnotizing you to come smoke Paul Malls unfiltered with me on the wing in the bright lights. It's hypnotic. Look into my eyes. Oh, my God. This guy's really doing a number on me. But what are you doing? You're climbing out there? Listen, I got to go out there. I thought it was going to help you, but I think the only thing I can do is help this guy tap dance out there. What are you going to do? Jump to the wing there? You don't have any... I'm going to do it. No, you're As going a... over. Oh! At that moment, bearded man number two decides to go maybe inform the pilot that something very odd is happening on the wing. As he opens the cockpit door. Hey, uh, just wanted to let you know that. The, what the hell? Two skeletons sit dead. No one's flying the plane. Wow, no one has been speaking to them over the intercom system. Lee Marvin continues to tap dance. This is what I was worried about. Dead skeletons. What's going on over there? There's two dead skeletons up here. Any sandwiches? Hold on, let me check. No. Oh. Damn it. God damn it. Well, if we don't figure this out quick, we're going to be a couple of dead skeletons ourselves. That's, well, listen, it's better a dead skeleton than a, a live skeleton. Hey, hey uh, I got a little problem out here on the wing. Uh, my matchsticks just flew off when that young whippersnapper flew out the window. Uh... You guys got a light? Oh, uh, yeah, I think we got one in here. I got one uh, just uh, right right here for you. Come on Hope in. Hope you don't mind an old dirty dozen tap dancing his way into the plane to smoke some cigs with you boys. Come on, come on in. That's, uh, you know, that's kind of what we wanted, right? We didn't want to come outside. We wanted you to come on in. Well, Larry, 
Holy smokes, there's no one flying this plane. They're dead. They're dead, see? Just like us after we smoke all these cigarettes. Yeah. Hey, we don't need you. You were doing an ad trying to get us to smoke. Now you're saying it's going to kill us? Yeah, wait a minute. What? Whose side are you on? Cigarettes or not cigarettes? Ah, you, 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 you understand where I'm coming from here. Now, take these unfiltered cigarettes. Let me move this skeleton out of the way, and I'll land us to safety before we're dead and buried. Hey, guys, I just want to warn you. It's me, the ghost of the guy who jumped out of the plane. <laughs> I didn't tell you Holy this before, shit. but I played a character called Jax Teller on a TV show in the future. Holy shit, John. Yeah. You know me? Well, I uh, I was dreaming about a, a TV show from the future this whole That's time. Right. It was with motorcycles and stuff, and I saw credits. That's right. <laughs> and I decided to come back to help you two out, because if this plane goes down and you don't survive, then I don't get born. Wait, were you Freddy Kruegering your show into my head while we were passed out in a coma? Uh, right. For all this you time? two are my great-granddads. At this moment, everyone has a sharp realization that something isn't normal on this 1976 plane. Uh, Lee Marvin turns around and says, Well, I guess the jig is up, boys. You know that I am an interdimensional traveler, and that I've taken you on this plane with Mr. Charlie. You know, he played Jax on a show called Sons of Anarchy in the near future. It's all happening at the exact same time. And that's why you've got me smoking unfiltered. It's getting confused on if I should even have you smoke or not have you smoke. And this plane is going to land safely in the Bermuda Triangle. Whoa. Well, as long as we're landing safely, I think I'm completely fine with it. I mean... If you think you can handle this, Lee, then I'll go back to uh, sleep. I actually being uh, uh, out for twenty years really uh... really takes it out of you. I could really do another cigarette nap right now, unfiltered, if 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 I may. I got plenty. If you got the light, all right, all right. Just uh, do us a favor. Keep those spooky skeletons away from us, okay? We don't want to wake I'll... up with them doing funny poses on us, like they're giving us a lap dance or something. Yeah, why don't you store those skeletons with that air conditioner we pushed out? <laughs> Good call. And at that moment, Lee Marvin unhinges his jaw like a giant snake and eats both skeletons whole. And as the two gentlemen and Charlie watch in horror, or the ghost of Charlie, I should say, they drift off into slumberland and wake up on a floating raft in the middle of the Bermuda Triangle, happy as can be, with no Lee Marvin in sight. Oh, my God. There's something about how terrifying and horrific that was of him swallowing two skeletons whole that made me have to instantly fall asleep. I got to say, it made me feel so comfortable. And I slept so well. So I, I feel refreshed. But we can't argue with results. We're we're uh, we're out of the sky. That's true. And now we're in a, the Bermuda Triangle. Mm-hmm. And you know what they say about the Bermuda Triangle? Uh, no, I, I don't read. Oh, okay. Well, you don't have to read to hear what they say. But yeah, they say uh, bad things can't leave. Sorry. Really? Yeah, that's what they say. So we're and stuck. in the distance, they see someone yelling, "Ahoy, ahoy! Come on in! Come on in!" 
They both take their big raft and their oars and paddle this private jet over to an island. And it seems like there's a contest going on. And as they find themselves in the thick of it all, they find out they're on a yellow team competing for a million dollars with a Mr. Jeff Probst. He says, this is the dimension season of Survivor, and I'm here to play host. Would you like to join the biggest social experiment ever? Well, what do you say? I mean, we just spent the last 30 years in an airplane smoking cigarettes. I'll only do it if you genuinely think that I'd be able to win this show. <laughs> but if you don't genuinely think it, as my friend and my co uh, my uh, friend. Listen, I think you could win it, but if you put me on the jury, I'm fucking sending you home. <laughs> oh, man, you're not really mad at me. That's right. You take me to the final three, or that's it? Fine, yeah. Okay, okay. okay I mean, okay, I would fine. never betray you, Wink. <laughs> hey, listen. I think he's going to betray you. Charlie, you're still here. <laughs> yeah, I was watching from interdimensional TV. Hey, uh, buddy, uh, what do you think we uh, vote out the ghost first? Hey, Charlie, give me a second, okay? Yeah, yeah, sure, no problem. I think that's probably the best bet. We get rid of that guy. That way people don't think we're you know snooping around or anything, right? If we don't have a ghost on our team, then that's better, right? Yeah, I mean, having a ghost on your team in this game, I think, uh, even though I'm not too familiar about it yet, I feel like it'd be a huge disadvantage. I agree. As the deliberation goes on and on and the threats and the violence and the just very, the big insults that happen when you're on a game show slash social experiment, people start to realize a plane on an island it's in, in a TV show. It's coming to be a little bit too much like other television shows they've seen before. And all of a sudden, the social experiment is canceled. Lee Marvin erupts from the sand, swallows everyone whole, and they're never heard of again. Spooked. Oh, wow. And that's a true story and the inspiration <laughs> of Tremors. Is that why? Yeah. Is, is this the lost pilot of uh, Survivor? <laughs> it might be. A hybrid I didn't even know uh, I still had in my brain. So <laughs> it's amazing what comes to you when you uh, lose the thread very quickly <laughs> in improvising. So I appreciate you guys uh, following along with me on that one. Oh, thank you so much for uh, coming on, uh, Rob. And uh, let's do a round of plugs here. Where can everybody follow you? Yeah, I'd love for people to follow me uh, on my personal account, which is Rob K. Schulte on most socials. Vanderpump Robs has its own Instagram account, but I'd really just appreciate the subscription to the podcast on the Sonar Network, along with doing it with Mike Sachs, you know. Uh, and I would be remiss if I didn't point out a couple of uh, fun shows I do with some great people. One I mentioned earlier, Pumpkin Spice Podcast, and another is a good friend of mine, Bill, is the social media director for the Greatest Generation Star Trek podcast. And him and I do uh, occasional seasons of podcasts. Right now we're uh, following Marvel movies that were made before the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, you know, your Howard the Ducks, your 1979 Captain America. It's been a great adventure. We watched all the Predator films in the past. And uh, yeah, Vanderpump Robs is my main 
joy doing with my sacks a second, but I have fun doing all of them. Amazing. And we'll be tweeting that out at Spooked Podcast, as well as go to thesonarnetwork.com. You can see that full profile on Rob with Vanderpump Robs, of course, and doing it with Mike Sachs on there as well. And go to the Sonar Shop if you want to buy a spook shirt. We have one for if you believe in ghosts or don't believe in ghosts. We got a shirt. Or if you're not sure, buy them both, and then you can change your mind every day. God, it's so expensive to be indecisive. That's right. (laughs) So pick a side. Spooked. Spooked. Thanks, guys. This is great. Spooked. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar!